Where'd you go? Now I called. Oh. Could could y'all hear her? Nah. Oh. I'm like, cause she was talking crazy. I'm like, I, I think you might be being recorded on my podcast. Now I watch what you say. <laughs> <laughs> she she's the one person on earth presently that I have to accept the call. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Hey, how do you so uh, do I sound like I'm screaming? Nah, not really. Uh how do you um block text message sounds and phone calls like when I'm trying to do make some content on my phone? So if you if you pull the screen down uh from the top pull down from the top right corner and you'll see a little moon. All right. That's your, that's your do not disturb. So nothing, not getting no alerts or nothing. Right. Uh, is uh is Tipton Point still there? I'm here. Yeah, he just can't. He just got back. I can't wait till Gladwell sues your ass. Hey, that's that's okay, man. Don't be don't be like that. Don't be hating. <laughs> what you mean? Gladwell's one of his famous books is called Tipping Point. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Words. <laughs> so did the book come out first or did the name come out first? It was already a name. It's a term. The tipping point is a term. Actually, there's another book called The Tipping Point, too, I think. Yeah. But was you using it as a name before the book came out? No, I used it from the book. Oh, okay. Okay. He just admitted this is recorded. Kill <laughs> him, Gladwell. <laughs> I I welcome any any lawsuit because good publicity any publicity is good it's publicity. Good publicity. Yeah, right, so right. Take me, you know, access Hollywood, TMZ, come and get me. Come and get me right now. Come and get me. Anyway. Yeah. So Unc, did you you ain't finished watching the the shit yet, huh? I did. Oh, okay. Okay. Well shit, let's talk. I've been waiting for to talk about this shit. Me too. So, Mike was saying, uh, well, go ahead, Mike. You were saying last time you was there was like 2000? Sorry, before we start. Um, Nigga. I'm sorry. Corey said we had to talk about video content, visual content versus audio content, Mike. So, tell them what you said. Okay, what about it? Tell them what you said. So, I was saying, I was saying, uh, Originally, I think so. There's two parts to it. The first part is video with audio. What? Do I can see? So, are you there? Yeah, you sounded like you was a fucking um. Uh, what's it like? I'm in like you just like you just like you just press play on a porno and it's sucking up the internet. What? How many times? (laughs) How many times has that happened to you, Corey? A couple. That's how I know what it sounds like. <laughs> I thought he sounded like T Pain <laughs> with the with the but, with the Roger Troutman uh, rope in his mouth. Right. But uh, so no, what I was saying is one um, video and audio is is it's a big chunk of like storage, so it's harder to move that around and se- and separate it if we wanted to separate it. 
And uh, who the fuck is knocking at the door like this? Hold it. Oh. They dropping off a package. I thought shit was about to go down. Um, so one video and audio, it's it's big data wise. It's hard to move around. It's hard to parse out and edit. It's just and put it on different platforms, move it to different places. That's the one side. The second side I was saying is if we only do audio, it allows people the ability to do something else while they're listening to us. You know what I mean? Whether they're driving, whether they're cleaning type shit. <clears throat> we don't want motherfuckers like we want to be that shit you can just play at any time. So maybe instead of like listening to music, listening to whatever the fuck in the background, you put on the podcast, you're doing what you do. I think if we got video, we lose some of that effectiveness because people will want to watch it. Which isn't really a bad thing. It's just like a, it was just a thought. So so my counterpoint was like I have a couple logistical questions uh, after this, but my counterpoint was the, the visual part of us vibing or someone rolling their eyes. Are y'all there? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, someone, someone falling out of their chair, you know, and uh, making a screw face, rolling their eyes, whatever it is, you know, the actual, the ebb and flow of relationships and people. I think that's priceless on a visual point. So my compromise is the actual is live, let's say Wednesday at 7 o'clock, and that's visual, but we can still condense it and give out a delayed version that is audio. But I forgot what Corey had said about the amount of data and the storage problem with moving it around. So Auntie Don said she's got a laptop for Christmas, and I, I just got a laptop. So someone is recording the audio only, Corey, and then someone else is recording the video. Would that yeah. make the data and your life easier? Well, so the other part, the other part I was saying is what you're what you're suggesting is not necessarily new, but it's also something that I just don't know which platform would be best to do it on. Type shit. So I liked your idea of having the audio and then the video and the audio. We just got to figure out which app does it best. Okay. Yeah, so here's mine. Um, when podcasts first started out, it was all audio. So I'm more prone to, to liking audio. Now, you're right, see some people put a lot of video with their podcasts. With us being in three different locations, I sent Corey something. I don't know if I sent it on the text message for everybody. I sent it to, to Instagram. Did you see that border that I sent you, Corey? Yeah. So I think what you're saying, Cecil, is the sneak previews. This is how we get people to hook them in. We'll give them like 30 seconds, 45 seconds, a minute of some funny shit that we said, and we'll do it in the audio and video. But when you really... Our shows, I think that we should do majority of them in audio. Right. Because actually, and I'm just I'm just now thinking about this as we're talking about it. The plus side of audio only is 
there is a smaller possibility of bias based on the visual, right? You can only hear it. So you can't judge us and be like, there's two head niggas, that nigga got a beard, whatever, whatever, so on and so forth. I'm not saying like- they can't tell we niggas anyway, but... What'd you say? Your, Mike's phone made the porno sound again. Oh, <laughs> uh, so when I when I'm getting text messages from chicks, is is that's what's happening? Oh, chicks, right? Yeah, it's porn. Pull that, pull down on your right and go to the moonlight. Pull down on your what? <laughs> what did he say? That was perfect. I'm gonna let him say it again. So drag your finger from the right top corner of your phone, pull it down. And then a, 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 crescent moon, a crescent moon icon should show up. Wait a minute. Okay. You, you're really serious. You're trying to tell me how to do something? Pull yeah. the screen down. I've been telling you shit since the fifth grade. <laughs> yeah, but, and, but you're wrong. I see the crescent moon. Now do what with that? Put your finger on it. Uh huh. Now you're in do not disturb mode. Oh. I'm mad. Believable, <laughs> Corey. We think we're going to help the masses. I'm helping this <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> Unbelievable. We just, uh, you were on the phone, motherfucker. And so do you have to turn it off when I turned it on for an hour? So in an hour, it'll come. But what, what about when people text me? Will it not come through? No, it comes through. It just doesn't notify you, so you don't get the sound or notification type shit. Got it. But okay. they'll still, they're still there, and they're coming in in real time. So it's not like when you turn it off, they'll all of a sudden come through. They're still there. Got it. Cool. Okay. That that just happened in real time, people. This is that just com- happened. This is the content My- we're going to be bringing you on a regular basis. This- the tipping, the tipping point, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Not, not only am I a, a host on, on the show, I am actually an avid listener. <laughs> I learn I learn as we go. Long time no, listener, first time caller. <laughs> well, all right. So let's talk about this motel. Uh, this segment, we'll be talking about a documentary we just recently viewed on Netflix. It's called The Voyeur. It's about a well-known motel on Koufax. Uh, the gentleman who's featured in the documentary purchased the motel, I believe, it was in 66. The records reflect about it in 69. Right. And then he said he sold it in 97, which would have been him as the proprietor for a 40-year period. Uh, but there's a twist ending, as in most uh, well-produced documentaries. Uh, yeah. Take it, nephew. Nah, go ahead. Cause so I watched this shit and I've I've never been there. And for half the fucking documentary, they said Colorado and Denver a couple times, but I thought they were just visiting. That's where some shit, you know, whatever. And it wasn't until they showed the demolished ground with the hospitals of on Koufax in the background that I was like, what the fuck? And so then I started looking it up and I'm like, this shit was right down the street. 
And so I want to hear from y'all because that was more y'all's time. Mike said he's been there a couple times. Yeah, uh, full disclaimer, Mike was scandalous. He's kind of grimy. (laughs) He's reinventing himself daily as we all are. I'm taking the do not disturb off the fucking phone right now if you're going to talk to me like that. (laughs) Yeah, so the last time I was there, I, I was telling both you guys, it was probably early 2000s. I'm staying with my mom. I go out on a Saturday night. I meet this honey. We decide to turn it into uh, what we used to call a late night hype. And so she doesn't have a car. I don't have a car. I pull my mom's car keys off the counter, um, jump in the car, go get her. Without permission. Without permission. This is early cell phone time, too. So cell phones are just cracking. So I get her her address. You had the you had the Nokia. I had the Nokia. Yeah. No, 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 no. I think I had the Kyocera. Okay. I had the Kyocera. What'd you say? Cricket. Yo, definitely cricket. I uh, only time I had um, a decent phone is if I had a work phone. So, um, I go grab her. We go. I try to find the cheapest motel I can find. And I go to the manor hall. House. The manor house. Yeah. And I picked it because I know that those motels are super cheap and you can get in and get out without no big deal. I don't even think I had an ID, to be honest. Yeah. So dude even says, dude even says that's how he kept people there. He just lowered the rates. Yeah, that that was like a part of the, you know, that's how you get. LA dope boys. That's how you get drug dealers. That's how you get all kind of people that would they don't want anybody to know that they were in there, so they don't even give the ID. No questions asked. No questions asked. So I stay in the room, me and old girl, we we jump it off as best we can. In the morning, I'm chilling like I don't have my mom's car. So the sun's up, and I probably had a few drinks. She's definitely had a few drinks. Now I got to get her home. I look at my phone, and it's like 18 missed calls, 10 text messages from my mom, and I go into panic mode. And I'm probably in my late 20s, early 30s. Right. I'm like, oh, shit. Like, okay, I got to get her home. I tell my mom I'll be there shortly. And I feel like I'm 15 or 16 years old, but I'm definitely twice that age and it was just a horrible situation but that was just one of the many times that i stayed in that hotel room Corey, this, and, this, the, the date is saturday night his mom's going to church sunday morning miss tip and his tipton's up with the crack of dawn on a sunday morning <laughs> so, so that that's the that's the backstory of the part so mike was she at least bad was she worth it did you have a good time Oh, it was kind of cool. Um, she was dirtier than the motel because, <laughs> <laughs> like, I I hit her up and I I didn't think they were just really going anywhere, but somehow she hit up my other friend and was like, "Hey, you want to do round two? And he told me he was like, "Yeah, that chick, like, she she tried to hit on me too." Right. I'm like, okay, well, shit. I mean, not that I really gave a shit, but. 
<laughs> you know, my ego was a little tarnished. It was <laughs> I took a little hit, took a little small hit. Right. You don't want to hear it from your from your buddy, like, yeah, oh, okay. <laughs> I knew she she moved around, like she had a few kids. It wasn't no big deal, but right. And then I saw her at a club, like maybe a couple of weeks later, and I just kind of looked at her like dirty ass chick, man. That's what you get for go. That's what we both get for going to the manor house. <laughs> you gotta get some uh, robotic voices and those pre-recorded voices where you say, "The name's been changed for to protect the innocent." Um. So that's where the producing of this shit, like sending the and sirens and gunshots and shit like that. Yeah. Um, to me, see, so that is more quality than the spitting the water out of your mouth, you know what I mean, to get that visual effect. I think the the audio effect of sound effects are really cool. Well, because the other thing is when you when you don't have video, and I'm still not against you, like, video, there's definitely the option for video and shit like that, because we could do a lot of things with it, but the other upside is then you're more engaging people's imaginations, right? Because they don't have, they can't be lazy and just watch us, right? Like they got to imagine what the fuck is going on. The way we're laughing because we know each other. Hey, so, your, audio, your audio fell out some. I might have my finger over no. the mic. No, no. But, uh, no. but yeah, so when you don't got the video, it's like motherfuckers got to imagine what's going on, what that moment was like, what that sound was, you know? So, mentally, it's it's more engaging, maybe? I don't know if fucking fine. No, I, I think you said it right, you, and you said it earlier. Like, people don't... I don't like to sit and watch nothing for no 45 minutes, 90 minutes. If I'm listening to something at work, I can listen to it all damn day. Right. right. I can play it while I'm vacuuming or, you know, whatever I'm doing. But to sit and listen and watch anything for more than an hour is is tiring. Yeah, right. Um, right. my take on it is I've befriended a lot of older gentlemen in my life. And they write stories of uh, yesteryear and black and white TVs and listening to the World Series on the radio. And uh, to a man, it's best memories of life. You know, because the sports back then would just paint such a vivid picture through the rain. And, right. And so you're right. You're transported, transfixed. You have to use your you have to use your mind for more than one thing. You have to paint the images and you're listening. And I think that connects you to the to the broadcaster. Right. Right. One, three. All right. Well we got to cut out these fucking awkward silences. We got to oh, learn how to yeah. keep the shit rolling. Yeah. We did. We, that's what the fun part about it is that normally we wouldn't do that. Now that right. we're live, it's like, oh shit, what should I say? What What's I the say next now? topic? What's well, the next subject? So the the jumping off point of, uh, of this first trip is the documentary about the manor house on Colfax. Mike was just giving a little color of a personal experience at the motel. Uh, the motels on Colfax used to be like nice motel six today. They were clean. That's where the tourists went. Uh, Colfax was a tourist street where the clubs and bars and live music was. 
yeah. in the 50s and 60s, it wasn't, uh, I mean, it might have still been a flop house. People have had sex in motel rooms for years, but it wasn't disreputable. But the, right. but the gentleman in question of the documentary bought the motel for the explicit reason of being a piece of time. Now, he has, right. he has more flowery language where he was doing like some type of a sociological experiment like the lady in Africa watching the uh, silverback gorillas. Yeah. But in layman's terms, he was a people Tom. Well, and the, so the Montchalet was down the street. So it was a uh, right. There was a swinger um, culture there because when that before the hospitals got there, that was Fitzsimmons. So you had an army base and the army guys, when they were on the weekends, they would all fall out to Colfax and that's where they would just have their fun. Right. Prostitutions, drinking and drugs. And long as they got back to base Monday, you know, to report back for duty. That was their playground for years. And then they said, well, maybe we should fix people here instead of just fucking them up. And they go to the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I was going so what I was what I was gonna ask y'all though is uh so like like Uncle was saying they had a whole <laughs> like the way they portrayed the whole documentary was very like almost understanding of the position because so the part we you know we haven't talked about is the fact that the journalist knew the shit was going on for 30 years <laughs> and sat on the shit so he'd have a story. I I like that. I love that part. You like like the fact that he did it, or you you like that we're bringing it up. That that's part of the story. I like that he said on it was just like I'm gonna wait and hopefully I don't die. And when the shit gets really good, I and take yeah. a crazy turn and a twist, I'll be able to have all this fucking this material that he's this material, me, all his journals that he's given me, all the data that he's given me, and I'm gonna turn it into something. He didn't know what. He turned it into a book because that's his. Yeah. That's what he does. But he, I mean, now, and that's what's so cool about what social media right now is that the way this shit works is you have social media, you have a Facebook, then you need a a a, a website or a blog, then you get a podcast, a book, and then you do a Netflix movie deal. That's that's the progression of this shit. If you're really successful. If you like doing YouTube videos, if you're good at cooking, if you're a personal trainer, if you're good at doing barber, that's how you scale your business to be successful now. Right, right. But is it so where I was going with this is like, like, is it cool that dude, is it really okay that dude sat on it for 30 years? Because I had mixed feelings, right? It was like, I perfectly understood where the dude was coming from. If his agreement with his source was that you know, there's a there's a code agreement between us, whatever, whatever, so be it. But I thought this shit was crazy that the documentary kind of positioned both of them as, like, logical humans on some level. Like, oh, you just, that makes, I guess that makes sense. The same way I'm saying it makes sense. But isn't it, isn't it wild to y'all to see that just done so plainly? Not saying it's good or bad. It was it was just an interesting perspective to present the whole story to me. Yeah, so I think you're trying to touch on like the morality issue of it. So yeah, so the the 
doctor patient privilege, the lawyer privilege are all sacred and uh, legally bound, as is right. the reporter and the source privilege. Under the Bush administration, several reporters went to prison because they would not reveal their sources. So right. This man, and I didn't know him before this documentary, but um, the reporter, I mean, he takes his life serious. There's a clip where he goes to live on a nudist commune and just didn't go there to talk to him. Goes off and he. Hey, Mike, you eating some fucking potato chips? What the Come fuck? on with the tax. Is it sound effects or what? Uh, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't know you guys could hear that. <laughs> I told you three days ago. It sounded. It sound like you put the fucking phone in the bag and shook it around. I put the do not disturb thing on there. What more you guys want me to do? <laughs> Before the podcast. I'm constantly eating. Go ahead. All right. But no, I, I think you're right, Cecil, that he was the sexual commune thing that he did in the, in California. And you're, to your point, Corey, they did a really good job of normalizing some crazy behavior that they both, you, the one guy looks like a creepy guy, the one that owns the motel. The, re, yeah. the reporter looks like some aristocrat from England, but they both have this weird character trait where they are deviant sexual people. And I think that's most people just don't want it to come out. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But then it's like, go ahead. Oh, go well, ahead. Mike kind of uh, jumped on my point about the reporter. So the reporter has laser focus. Um, he he's like a, a soldier in the field. He's got he's got to get from point A to point B, and nothing's going to stop him. So right to bring this to bring this product to fruition, he's willing to lose a little piece of himself and say what he has to say and do what he has to do to bring it across the finish line. So he he right. is he is coddling this guy and um stroking his ego and you can't you can't say you're a fucking pervert you can't say you're a deviant who's going to talk to you who's going to tell you their story so it's a delicate chance and because he's uh because he's morally ambiguous to begin with because as a reporter you have to be i told mike earlier you have to have duality in your mind you have to be enough to coax a story out of someone and then you also Right. Flip the switch, calculating enough to burn them down, stab them in their back, or or put something on the paper that they don't necessarily want on the paper. Or uh, writing integrity, right? And then to to tag on to that, you got so then there's the journalist, and then they say dude had two wives, not at the same time. Remember, he had one wife that did it, went into it with him. They they divorce. Oh, the and first wife uh, passed. Passed away, right? And then and that's some sketchy shit because they just they just rolled all over that, <laughs> like like this nigga might not be crazy and have her buried under the fucking motel. <laughs> right, I like that. I love that because that when that like what the fuck? But he said it. The, what's what's the sequel? What I. I I think we're gonna see we're gonna see a lot of outlets. I think people are gonna pick this story up and take it several different ways, just like we are. He said it though. The uh, what's the the creepy motel owner's name? Uh, Gerald Foose. Ger- I know some Foose too. That's a popular Denver name. Um, 
he said, he said, when he's asking, he says, you had two wives? He said, yeah, it was kind of like an act of God. Right. Like, dude, no, now you're playing. You, but that's what he thought he was doing. He thought he was playing God. And, and like, throughout the whole fucking documentary, the whole, what, hour fucking and a half of it, no cameraman, no journalist, nobody says, this shit's kind of weird. <laughs> everybody's just, everybody's just, like, patting the guy on the back. Whoa. Like you said, coddling him, like, what the fuck? So... The, the people involved on the ground were coddling them. The lady of the New Yorker, she told it like it was. And the white guy at the end that was publishing the book, he told it like it was. But they're invested beyond the journalistic content. They, they're, they're, right. For them, it's dollars and cents on some level. Right. Uh, and it, But it's like, so actually, I take that back. The one person that told the nigga he was creepy was his wife at like the end at of the, the movie. End. Yes, because <laughs> he's like, they're doing something and they just make me look like a creep. And she's like, you, you are. are. <laughs> Absolutely. That was my second favorite, second favorite moment in the documentary, Corey. My, right. my first right. favorite moment is when he's coming down the stairs on the electric chair. And yeah. uh, he it's just released. The Denver Post reporter calls. He's agitated. And um, everything that the man could have been irritated with, the thing that's really got his his, uh, his Irish up is that they've disclosed his baseball collection and the approximate worth of said collection. So I'm not going to lie. That shit had me rolling because the old manness of that moment reminded me of somebody very specific. <laughs> <laughs> when the nigga when the nigga was like, you don't write about a man's money. You don't put a man's financial business out there. I shit you not. It was like a, I saw a face flash over here and I had to be like, what the fuck am I watching right now? <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we just entered the sweet spot of this podcast. <laughs> what does Cecil say? The names of these people will be changed. So, um, so why that why that moment resonated with me, Corey, is because the guy's oblivious. So the New York the New Yorker right. is in uh, New York, and it's got a million readers, and it's online, obviously, but. What he fails to realize at that moment, he's speaking to a camera crew who's making a documentary about his life. The same right. camera crew went to the basement and filmed the part that the guy wrote in The New Yorker. So right. The secret's out. You, you, you're not going to be right. able to put the toothpaste back in the tube. And the guy, <laughs> he's overestimating his cards. You know, like, it's anything. It's like anybody, any man with a something he cherishes. Hey, this is my boat. You know, he's going to show it off. He's going to talk. About it. it doesn't right. matter who you are, what country you're on. Every man has something he's proud about and how we talk about it, how we show it off is universal. And right. um, yeah, so, so what was crazy in that moment was you're participating in a documentary that's going to divulge this information and you're upset that the, that the, the reporter divulged it to the New Yorker. Wrote about it. Right. Right. 
you you've already like Cecil said, you got a fucking baseball card, like a, a, a comic book collection down in your basement. Even, right. even if he is, and he's definitely embellishing on the amount of the cards. Let's say this, Yeah, no fucking way. Let's say it's a tenth of that. Him and that old lady can keep shopping at Mervyn's for a long time if they fucking sell that shit. <laughs> oh man. So yeah. uh, what um let me get some feedback from you guys. There was a lot of inconsistencies with the uh, motel owner story. The year he bought it, 66 versus 69. The uh, confession witness to murder. And then when they right. tried to corroborate, when they tried to corroborate that evidence, they were able to. But the reporter said he had a very, uh, very uh, uh, thought-provoking line. He said, out of the whole article, out of the whole book, why would he lie about the worst part of the story? Something that's going to make him look the worst. Right. But does that maybe because that feeds the grandeur of his whole story, right? Like that's pretty much as far down the moral fucking rabbit hole as it gets. You know what I mean? Because murder has no statute of limitation. So or the motherfucker could just be crazy and thought they wasn't going to talk about it again. That's what I thought. Like, that's, he's talking to his buddy. He'll never tell him I saw somebody get murdered, even though the motherfucker said it on camera. No, but are we talking about the murder, Cecil, or are we talking about him, the date, that the year that he bought the uh, motel? I'm just, I my statement was just about the inconsistencies. So the murder, the murder played a big part, and that um, the people with the New Yorker and the book publishers probably would have probably gotten cold feet if... Um, they had that information ahead of time, but as they actually did the fact checkers at the New Yorker and they went to um, to corroborate, there was a murder and a lady got strangled in the hotel room. It wasn't that. Have a great relationship. Yeah, I trust them. It, what's that? Your laptop? That was mine. Oh. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Strike two, Mike. Strike two. All right. All right. That's, that's why we're <laughs> kicking the tires. <laughs> <laughs> at least it at least it was a product, Corey. It, it how do we how do we it know wasn't, that? it wasn't the porno sound this time, was it? I don't know what kind of porn you watch, <laughs> Nice one. Nice one. He's watching motivational speakers uh jogging. <laughs> that's 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 what I get off on. You're right. You're right. And they're fucking under armor running <laughs> I think that this speaks more to why people like to watch serial killers. Like, what makes this guy tick? He still hasn't really told us what makes him tick. And I think both him and the writer, the guy Gay, which is a funny-ass name, <laughs> but... Um, Not if you're 80. Right, 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 right. They both have this weird personality. And they're not willing to tell you 100% of who they are. So this is this way, um, one more time, what's his name? What, Foose, what, what's his first name? Harry or George? 
Gerald. Gerald's way of kind of putting himself in. There's, we're not ever going to talk about another motel owner from Colfax. Right. So he figured out a way to make himself famous. And now he's just going to write this, this mystique and tell these folklords. And some of them are true. And a lot of them are probably going to be embellished. How much of it you think he lied about? You think he you, you think he was just making mistakes, or you think he was he knew what he was trying to get this over? This dude on. is well calculated. He's like a serial killer. You don't you don't have he had real yeah. dates, he had a real journal, he had real times, he had real Kentucky fried chicken by the side of the bed, and this guy what he had real shit, Corey. So yeah. um he probably when he's twisting it, he's twisting it to to make himself seem like a Houdini. Yeah. Well, so so the other side of it I'm just now thinking about is if he's if he starts taking notes in 66, right? But he doesn't buy it until 69, who's to say he's the one that built the platform? Mm. You know, whoever he buys it from in 66 maybe puts him on game. They become close, whatever, whatever. Because at the end, remember, they say he sells it to another dude who just gives them 100% access. So maybe he's just fucking voyeur and, paying it and forward. And it was more than just giving them access, Corey. He confessed at the end that he used to watch with that guy. That's why the guy by the motel. Yeah. They have, they have right. like a, a, right. a peeping Tom fight club. <laughs> exactly. You don't exactly. talk about the mansion house. <laughs> <laughs> what happens on the platform stays right. on the platform. Um. I, so you have weird people that are cleaning pl- people in those type of motels. They're either drug addicts or alcoholic or homeless, and they use those people and just barely pay them. This mm-hmm. story. And when when the shit starts saying, oh, he got me, you know, he didn't have he really didn't buy it in this year. I'm not buying I'm not buying that. Fuck no. That's that's basic. This guy works for the New Yorker. He would not have taken this story on if the shit was a bullshit ass story. I think they both decided to twist it to to make them both look more mysterious than what they are and and less freaky. Mm -hmm. So the because, selling point from because, for the writer to the New Yorker was he went there in the eighties. He peeped the red tie event. Right. Right. That, that, he got pulled. Right. That's first person right. cooperation. That guy putting his whole right. uh credibility on the line by cooperating such a but, banana story. But you know, this could all be their bucket list confession because they both kept saying I don't plan to be here much longer where one of us is about to die somebody has to go so so taking the fight club reference the they decide to start talking about fight club you know we about to go out anyway statute limitations passed we could we could really even make some money from talking about this shit yeah you know, because Gerald's the dude with the real story about it. Gay's the dude with the power and connections. 
And so with their fucking peeping Tom powers combined, they probably made a million. Oh, definitely. Definitely. And they did it in a, in a deviant sexual way where they probably both have a lot more content. The, and I now really want to yeah. read the book. I super want to read the book to see how much more detail it gets than this bullshit Netflix show. And I don't right. really subscribe to a lot of watch well, do subscribe. I don't watch a lot of Netflix or TV because all these documentaries and shows on Netflix have kind of the same kind of model. Yeah. And so yeah. it's a money. Not only it's is a it a money machine. machine, the way that they're filmed, the way that they edit, the way that they put the text and inter- Yes, exactly. Yeah. It's all so cooking. If this shit was about Michael Jordan, it would have the same kind of ebb and flow to it. Um, right. So they can take any situation and make it seem normal. It could be about gangs in El Salvador, or it could be about these two weird ass motherfuckers that met 30, 40 years ago. And now they're talking about their sexual escapades over the last 30 or 40 years. And so in the context of Netflix, anything, and I I think you're onto something, Corey, where they now, you can make it seem normal. We could be talking about cannibalism, right? Or rape or incest or something, anything crazy. And when people watch it on Netflix, they'd be like, oh, I kind of liked it. That person was interesting. I kind of, you know, I I identified with that motherfucker. No, this fat motherfucker, man, he he had a bunch of different looks to me, if you ask me in the show, too. Man, from the suit to the robes, like this is well. When the he's same they have him in the seventies, he has like this lumberjack checkerboard sweat, uh, like shirt on. To me, he he looks like he changed his look several times. Like now, and towards the right. end of it, I'm still have it on my TV. It's just muted. He looks like he's in a witness protection plan now. Out <laughs> with the camera crew there and the Brighton police coming by. <laughs> But that's why that's why he has right. the, the funny beard. Sometimes it's it's wall white, and sometimes it's it's he lets the color come out. That's why him and the wife don't have no right. neighbors, and they don't talk to nobody because he knows somebody's looking for his old ass. He might be the first, second, and third mm. owner. <laughs> <laughs> Co- Co- if Netflix is listening, you've given them like a prequel and two sequels. Oh. We want our ten percent <laughs> residuals. Yeah, yeah, residuals. So, so, oh, man. so, why did this yeah. guy remind you of Paul? Oh my god! <laughs> because exactly what I the, said. The, the 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 moment of just blatant principle that he thought he was landing on was fascinating <laughs> because, <laughs> like. Like, like, like Unc said, it's like there's this, this, and this wrong, but you've landed on this one spot where you might possibly be right, which is completely irrelevant because of the seven things right. you fucking jumped over. And, but, but not even that. When I shoot you not, when I say the old manness to the moment, like the tone he said it in, the words he used, it was just like, Maybe that was like an age statement. That wasn't like a Gerald Pooh statement. That was like a yeah, I'm you have to statement. be 70 years old to, yeah. to even grasp it. Get, get off my lawn, you yes. Yeah. yeah. That's that's pretty much what it was. And so it it's funny because when I 
when that moment happened, that's when I hit you guys up and said, <laughs> y'all got to watch this before we start this vlog. It was that moment when I texted y'all, like, I need them to see this so they know what I'm talking about. I need y'all to see the level of fuckery that's going on <laughs> that I want to talk about on another podcast. <laughs> on another Let's address podcast. the fuckery, though. So the, um, the last turning point in the documentary for me was... So I know a lot about book deals. Mike, you know about record deals and promotions and stuff. But if you're beat, I know. Um, so it was based on the success of the New Yorker magazine. And then they were going to springboard off of that if it if it was successful to the book. But I had 80, 90 percent right. of the book written as he's doing the New Yorker magazine. So he can still uh, score while the skill is still hot. So there has to be some type deal you know they're going to give you this much up front to write and then you'll get a you know it's like it's like in a club you're going to get the bar or you're going to get the the, the gate so so he's getting his right. money up front because of who he is most authors would have to get some some backdoor money so you know this guy got a lot of money up front because he's got a big name correct so right. he he right. flies off the handle because the guy at the and, and I'll tell you why he was pissed at the Washington Post. Reporters hate nothing more than to be lied to or to be scooped. And the guy at the Washington Post scooped his ass. So that that's a that's a that's a hit yeah. his ego. And then at the same token, he felt he was lied to. And and um, whether what's his name, George Gary, Gerald, Gerald, whether Gerald, whether Gerald, Gerald misremembered. I thought Gerald was doing a solid. He didn't want to throw his buddy under the bus. So he said he his buddy, he sold it to his buddy in 86. So the New Yorker magazine, I paused it when it was on the stand, it said 2016. And, and he said he sold right. it in 97. So, and when did they say the Koreans bought it? Is that when the Koreans bought it, 97? 97. Okay, so if his buddy bought it from, yeah. if his buddy had it from 86 to 97, who knows what the statute of limitations was for his buddy Ed, but but uh, Foos knew for a right. fact his statute of limitations had ran out. Yeah, so I was good. A part right. of him didn't want to throw his buddy under the bus as a peeper, and but I don't know why he wouldn't tell tell the reporter that off camera. Like like there's another guy. He was in my circle. Um, you know, we we did this together. But I don't want to bring him in. I don't want to give up his name. And 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 Foose's excuse was he thought the guy was dead. And and they're filming this documentary in 2015, right. 2016. Like it's it's you can Google, you can click. The report found out if he was dead or not. Right. So so the point about the reporter right. is he's submarine all all, all potential book sales by disavowing the book. By basically right. saying it's horseshit, it's dishonest, and I, I have no credibility. Bef before he even right. called right. Foost. Foost came, Foost came clean to the documentary. Right. He said, I had a buddy I used to peep with. I sold it to him in 86. I thought he was dead. The reporter, if the reporter right. makes that call, right. they're still at Barnes & Noble's fucking signing books right now. Right, because he started off they said he even wrote in a book, I can't speak to the validity of any of this. So now why all of a sudden, because one part's invalid, 
you got to discredit the whole this shit. is uh this is where cecil is going to be a, a rock star superstar in this a lot of times in books they will they'll write a fiction or non-fiction based upon protecting the people so right it the, the book came out right they still published the book correct yeah on the channel yeah. So now yeah. what what these two freaks have done is they have now turned the book into oh it's kind of not real it's a lot of shit is embellished. They They've normalized even, it. Even and so more. we just created this funny story when this motherfucker his tie came through the vent and he's giving somebody head. You know what I mean like no nah, dude y'all were involved in this shit. You were involved. And you know uh, you have credible like, He's a journalist, man, and that's why he likes this weird fat dude is because the guy kept accurate records. He kept right, accurate, right. so there was n- how long? He's 80-something years old, right? And uh, Maybe like 78? The hotel guy was 72. The reporter is 80. 80. He's been a journalist for a long yeah. time. No fat motel owner from D- Aurora, Colorado is going to stoop no dot guy that writes for the New Yorker. He's not. It doesn't right. even make right. sense. So they have now let themselves off the hook. As far as we know, these motherfuckers is probably still peeping someplace in fucking New Mexico at another fucking motel. Right. I would, I would not doubt that. that that's how weird and so I love it because white people have a way of sweeping their shit under the rug. When we go to jail and we get in trouble, I used to tell people in jail, I say, hey, man, don't go in there and let them tell you. Don't go in there and say you're a self-proclaimed gang member. And they're like, man, they got me on the gang file. I got all these tattoos. They took. I said, man, don't do that. People like say, they'd be like, why not, Mike? I'd be like, because. To a 70, 80-year-old, a 60-year-old white guy who's a judge in county court, federal court, or um, state court, he's thinking that gangbang means what? Rape. He doesn't think that you just hang around with your friends, smoke weed, play video games. When you're a self just think how people because there's a white way of, of perception and there's a black way of perception, right? There's a poor and a rich. It's, it's different. So these guys have normalized this weird behavior, but I love it that they're both journalists. You wouldn't think of the the Gerald guy as a journalist, but he is too. Well, he, right. Uh, right. I think what they connected on was their, their research and their, their ability to archive stuff. So Foost uh, has got decades tablet after tablet. And so the, the, <laughs> the lady that runs the New York, she has a line too. So she said something. This guy buys the motel with the explicit goal of watching people have sex and do all kind of freaky stuff. And, and she says something about, but yeah, you're going to see that maybe 15, 20% of the time. The other 70, uh, 85, 80% of the time, all you're going to see is life. Uh, uh, insurance salesmen on the road, right. uh, truckers. Uh, so got, uh, a right. guy got kicked out of his house. You know, he has to sleep in a hotel for one night. Like, 
so it's not yeah. so deviant because you're not watching as you're not watching a moment that people expect to be intimate, right? I'm sitting there fucking brushing my teeth. This isn't really something I'm like, oh, I don't want anybody to see this, you know? So if you say most of the time, that's what I'm watching. Again, that speaks to the, so to the normalizing was, of it. That The reporter thought that gave Foose validity as far as he was some type of right. um, uh, zoology. Uh, uh, you're, you're, fuck, you're fucking with the phone, see? Uh, documenting human behavior. Strike, strike one. What? Your phone's messed up. Strike one. Your grandmother just texted me. She wants to speak to you. Text your grandmother, Corey. <laughs> <laughs> We gonna episode two. Oh man, we don't have that much data. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, that's where the that's where the so the segue real quick. So I got this idea for it could be this podcast, it could be another podcast, whatever, whatever. But all we do is go around and talk to old people and get them to tell us their stories from. From the times before cameras, before, you know, politically correctness, before all that shit. I love that. Yeah, yeah. Kind of, you know, like, nobody tells stories anymore. You know what I mean? Nobody nobody keeps the legend alive type shit. Because you listen to some old people about the shit they did, and you're like, well, how did you... Because the stories that we do now, or that young people do now, we all related to a Tupac song or a, a J. Cole song or a, you're trying to live some kind of part of Kendrick Lamar. What what where did they get the right. template for what they did a hundred years ago? Yeah, there wasn't no rap. There wasn't no I mean like most of the songs back then was, you know, was I love you, baby, come give me some whatever we fucked up. But it was like the more the more gangster side of the stories you might hear, it's like, exactly like kind of what you said. How, you how did you even convince yourself that that was doable? You know, what I mean, now people rob banks and okay, right. maybe you get away with it, maybe you didn't. How were you able to mm-hmm. have two families back then as a guy? Like, how did you? Did your dad do it? Did you see your uncle do it? How were you able to do that? But it was happening a lot same town right right yes right and back then everybody knows everybody because you ain't got shit to do but this is good terrell owens 30 for 30 his dad literally lived across the street mike and he didn't know it really they had a separate family man right across the fucking street and he didn't even know it was his dad no not till i don't want to say in the nfl but it was surely adulthood Really? Yep. That's wild. I texted your mom that we're That's recording, Corey. Wild. She said, okay. I mean, grandma. All right. I was just about to ask. My mom, your mom. I'm going to start using their first names. <laughs> that might be even more confusing. So, um, Uncle Rick, when I told Uncle Rick we were doing this, Corey, uh, he asked about the nuts and bolts. Of 
house brought to the people how to, he's gonna see where where's it stored i i need those answers for myself if uh if you speak to that so this is the first time i've really done it on anchor but i think it's as simple as we could send him a link and i don't even think he has to download the app it'll just play through his browser yes correct because once we're done okay. with this, okay. you can either send people the raw footage or we can edit it and then do exactly what you said, Corey. And then we can share it to Facebook, anything. You can, the link can go to Twitter, Instagram, anything. Right. Any right, of right, us right. can edit it? Yeah, yeah. Um, yes. Well, no, no, no. I think you have to be whoever sent it, which will be Corey. Can, he's the only one who has can... Edit. Yeah, Can but edit. but now that we all okay. have our okay. own um, profiles, so sometimes Cecil, you can send a link, and then you, if you wanted to edit it yourself, you could do that. If I wanted to send out the link, you guys jump on the podcast, then it's mine to edit. And I think that we should do that right. because what's going to be really, um, Gerald Foose. <laughs> man house hotel like is <laughs> that we can we'll we'll reach our own different audiences yeah and so 100, while 100. you're building your cooking your comedy your writing skills see so you can now now you can boost your social media and that's what i really 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 i appreciate this so much this opportunity because i'm on social media and i'm 48 years old my experience on social media is pretty much the same as a 13 year old. And I say that because I don't have a product or service. So I'm on there either looking or wanting right. to be seen. And me and Cecil have been laughing about this quite a bit that it's like high school. This is just for popularity, it's for attention. Oh my God. Let's trans. Can we talk oh about plenty God. of fish? That shit was uh, on, on the On the podcast, I'll be referred to. Only as Uncle Buddha. <laughs> I'm gonna no. be fly as hell just in case the feds uh, is watching. No, no government names, Geronimo. <laughs> gotcha. gotcha. <laughs> Roger that. Roger that. Sir, Sir Fuentes, bioscope. See, see, see. Go. Man, uh, Tipton Point, I asked him a couple weeks ago. I'm like, uh, so what's up with these date naps, man? You got any success? Uh, thumbs up, thumbs down. He, and he said, oh, I, I do I do my thing. I've done pretty good on a couple of them. <laughs> so, so so, are you saying that my, my advice is pretty accurate? <laughs> oh, I haven't, I haven't sealed the deal. But I'm just no. saying how the conversation came up organically. How I found my way to it. Because because I wouldn't, it's not in me to do that normally. I excel in face to face interactions, reading language, and right. people. Whatever that whatever that is, I have the magnetism, the people skill, whatever that is in my DNA, right. that works best best face to face. Um. So yeah, it's 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 not in my nature to 
to do these dating apps. It's not in my nature to be on Facebook. It wasn't in my nature until an hour ago to have a podcast. I'm 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 really um right. I'm a people person. You I'm jumping a, in head I need, first. I need to see people. Like this 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 is it's weird talking to you guys without seeing you guys. Even though that was phones for most of my damn life. But now Right, yeah, you didn't only have FaceTime for three I'm weeks, like, nigga. I can't look at y'all, <laughs> and it's tripping me out. So, right. so, my boy gives me, he plants seed. I go on there, and um, I really don't, I really don't know what to do, at with the actual app itself. So I put my info in, I put up a picture, and there's really, I'm really not getting any bites. And I'm far from an ugly dude. I mean, I'm not an Adonis, but there's a lot. Yeah. So real, real quick, uh, for context, did you ever do, like, MySpace? Never in my life, planet, nephew. Any of that? Yeah. Okay, okay. So you're, you're coming into the, the social world. Fresh, fresh. No, no entry. Like, no, this is no his first entry point. Whatsoever. Correct. I, I told Uncle Rick I'm okay. like a caveman okay. that got thawed in the ice. This is your first email too, right? Think of think of Captain right. America. <laughs> uh, Jesus, is this your first email? Right. because I um I had to do like digital resumes at the at the the job place when I was old. so um yeah okay. I, I understand email and stuff, but the actual else bewildering and new. So true. The so, uh, the nuts and bolts of that. Okay, okay. I'm in there, but I only have one picture, and it's um I'm swiping, I'm swiping, I'm swiping, I'm liking, I'm liking, and still there's really not not much. To it. So I think my first mistake was I'm I'm approaching this like it's uh an actual club or a bar or a jazz room. So my conversation level isn't like, <laughs> "Hey, was good?" or "You're hot." You know, my 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 conversation is what what's up? <laughs> what I typed is is pretty deep and thought provoking because that's where I'm at, grown man. I'm so so that's what I'm typing, and everybody on there is lying about their damn age. There's women on there that look five. Saying they're 38, Mike. Yeah. And this goes for oh shit. I forgot to tell you about the first fuck up. So I'm in there, so <laughs> I put my data and everything in there, and I'm swiping and I'm swiping, and I'm getting a gang of dudes, Mike. <laughs> I'm, getting, so I'm I'm presently living in Atlanta, Norcross, it's a suburb of Atlanta, and Ishmael, Mike, Jalan, a lot of my friends have told me for years. Like, be careful when you go down there. You know, they got, got a lot of homosexuals. Just, uh, you know, just just watch things. So, correct. So, as I'm Keep scanning, that's, that's all that's in my thought process, Mike. Like, oh, shit, Ishmael and Mike ain't bullshit. <laughs> Damn. And then I would get, like, for every 12 dudes, I might get, like, one girl. Like, 15 dudes, one girl. I'm just swiping. <laughs> And then I start getting hit on, Mike. So, so, so the dudes is coming out of me like fresh fish. 
like, literally. Like, like they shoot like like a like a mini mic with some pliers in my head. Yeah, yeah. Cell block down. CB4. So <laughs> all of I'm like, there can't be. So I'm going to the settings, and I I'm far from homophobic, but I'm just thinking like, where's the women at? So I. I go in the settings and I look at my profile <laughs> and it says uh man says like man, comma, single, something, something, something. So as I'm putting in the data, I'm thinking that's my data. Yes, I'm a man. Yes, I'm single. Yeah, I'm yeah, I don't so you <laughs> So you're in the man you're in the man fishing pond. You put yourself in there. <laughs> Oh shit! That makes you. That makes Ooh, you. Ooh, right, right. What kind of women were they? So I think a lot of people make that mistake because it, it's it's not evident when you first log on. So so I stopped fucking with it, Mike. That was like right. a week, and uh, when I finally went back on, I had like 50, 60 hits, nigga. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, I still got it, even though strong sex. <laughs> Even though you were bisexual for three days, it's yeah. okay. So then I'm like, okay, days. let me go back in one more time and see if I can figure it out. And then I see where I think it's me. I'm actually talking about what I want. But then I switch that to woman, and then now I'm now now it's official. So now I'm actually participating in a dating app. Yeah. <laughs> You could swipe and swipe and swipe and like and like and like and swipe and swipe and like and like and like. So, one of the first ones I get is a hi. So, I didn't know them, but now I kind of know the ebb and flow of the protocol. They like you, you like them, and then someone sends a text message and then it progresses. But I think you're like bum rushing the club if you send a message without returning another like, which which, if your like hasn't been reciprocated, which is what I was doing because I'm just like, if I see beautiful women at the bar, they don't have to look for me to speak to them. Yeah, you're stepping to them. Still on that, acting like real life, which is wrong, which is wrong. I repeat, it's wrong. Do not do what I do. (laughs) You didn't, you you didn't have no uh, what the fuck's the term I'm looking for? I mean, oh no, uh, you ain't had a uh, social green light. A dating app Sherpa. I need someone to hold my hand and take me up the mountain. Cause I'm a fucking caveman. <laughs> so so uh, so the first one I get is like hi hello, and she's got one picture and she looks kind of cute, but you know I'm just happy. I'm just happy for the conversation. Hey, hello, how are you? You know, my name's Whoopty Blam. I'm just moved here from Colorado. Single, no kids, never married. Yada, 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 yada. She's like, cool. One word answer. I'm like, okay. I said, uh, I hit, I typed back. One, one word a sentence does not make. She hits me back with, <laughs> okay. Um, what she said? Okay, you seem cool want to hook up to fuck sometime come to this link <laughs> and i'm like what the fuck so then uh so then i i, I click onto the link 
If they ask me, do I like women? Do I like them big? Do I like them small? Uh, to ask me all this stuff. And immediately I know I'm not going to give these people my phone number because I don't even know how I got how I got to this app. How I got to be. Yeah, I don't want to be billed for nothing by accident. So as I'm as I'm just answering the questions, there's like a hot air balloon in the right hand corner, and the number four comes up, and it's like ding-a-ding-a-ding. Four women want to meet you. I'm like, get the fuck out of here, you robot. I'm not <laughs> my information in. <laughs> I haven't even participated in the site. I'm not enrolled. How are people wanting to talk to me already? Like, anyway, so that happened to abort. <laughs> yeah, that happens, listeners. Get out of there. Bail out. Uh, it's it's really funny how now see so everybody does that one word is like hey how you doing good night good morning text and we should be fucking in three hours nope yeah Th- that's not no lies. people no do lies not want no long you. conversation men or women and women that that complain about it I'm on the dating site on and off quite a bit and. I hear a lot of women, and this is to our listeners, but women say, oh, my God, I just get so sick and tired of the dick pics. Guys, just they just send dick pics all goddamn day. And I'm like, all right, well, shit, I, I haven't <laughs> sent mine yet. Should I should I put it in there? <laughs> you know, what? what's the length requirement? What's the girth requirement? What, what are we looking for? So when I hear women complaining about it a lot, I say, well, right. what's funny is I hear a lot of women saying it. It obviously works. Men wouldn't do it if it didn't work. <laughs> what do you think the ratio is? Like, you get a hit for every every one. I, pic, I would say probably out, you get seven one hit to one, back. Corey. And I'm not even. I'm not saying that I'm a dick pic sender. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying that. We, we don't. We don't got my, no real my, data. My name this is, is Bennett and I ain't in it. That's that's my code name. <laughs> um, but <laughs> I hear it so frequently, it happens so often that this is a numbers game, right? Even with the podcast and social media and algorithms, men lie, women lie, the numbers don't lie. So you right. say that you don't like dick pics, lady, but guess what? Somebody does. Oh, oh no! So, so that's the shit we was talking about. This, uh, Unc didn't get to this part. So, he's telling me he's in there. I think he called me, and he's like, "Man, he's like, what the fuck are all these icons? What are the stars, the balloons, the oh, moons, the yeah. hearts, the the, the, the streaming?" I forgot about that. So, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. You're hip to the go live feature, right, Mike? Yeah, okay. I don't fuck with it though. Yeah, so that's fucking blowing my mind. So I I accidentally get there again because I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, and um, I don't think they can see me, but I do think they can hear me. <laughs> so Corey's like, "Did you think they could see you?" I said, "No." <laughs> I said, "Hey, can you guys hear me?" <laughs> 
So my little my little icon comes up and shows I'm joining the chat. And now I'm like, what the fuck? So now I'm just there like a guest. And I'm curious as to what is being said and why people are here and the the actual um the purpose of it and what the guys are doing and why the hearts and the roses are going up. Like all of that shit is baffling to me, Mike. It's like I'm a fucking uh alien just coming to Earth. So I watch and I'm just trying to figure it out and I'm watching and the and the girl so the name pops up and it's like T Bone. Hey T Bone, uh thank you. Thank you for the hearts, thank you for the <laughs> Oh no, no, I'm uh I'm Taiwanese, I'm Taiwanese, yeah. Thank you, thank you. Oh, uh Q Q Q sickle, Q sickle, thank you, thank you for the roses, thank you for the roses. Um, yeah. Um, no, I'm an Aquarius. Come on, guys. Let's let's come on. What do you really want to ask me? Oh, um, who, what is this? Long, di- I can't say that. I can't say that. Oh, uh, no, we can't talk about that. We can't talk about that. And at the top of the damn screen, it says, Keep it clean, guys. Nudity, somebody's watching you. And so I, I, I get off of this girl's channel and I go to this other channel, this other stream. And it's a chick in Russia with a heavy accent and some Daisy Dukes and a little tiny top. And she's dancing. And I'm like, okay, this looks like a better show. (laughs) So she's dancing (laughs) to some horrible, like, techno music. Then when she gets done dancing, she sits back down. And she can't pronounce anyone's name because she doesn't speak English. And because you know how people try to be clever (laughs) with their names. It will have like Steven with an eight in the middle or something. Right. And um, so she's like, hey, thank you, guys. She's like, spin the wheel. Spin the wheel. She just keeps saying that. Spin the wheel, guys. Oh, thank you for the hearts. Thank you for the diamonds. Thank you for the hearts. Thank you for the diamonds. Oh, thank you for the champagne. There's no conversation going on, Mike. It's blowing my fucking mind. So I call Corey, and my nephew's never been on Plenty of Fish, but he he's familiar enough. He's not 30 yet, so he knows about streaming and a lot more computer stuff than I do. And he tells me, he says, he tells me that the men are paying cash moolah for the hearts and the diamonds and the champagne. Yes. So, of course, my next logical question is, how much are the women making? It has to be some type of transaction. Why are they there? And he tells me that that money goes to plenty of fish. So the women are there getting their damn ego stroked or, I don't know, adoration. I actually saw a couple women singing. I saw a couple, uh, one play the guitar. But most of them are getting faded, Mike. Like they're getting, they're, they're smoking weed, like, and they're drinking. And they're, <laughs> they're most, I say 75% of them are getting fucking faded. Not talking about shit. There's no conversation. Like there's yeah. no uh, there's no exchange of dialogue and the and the texts are coming up so quick. Steve boop, Steve uh, Corey boop, Jake boop. So she only has like two seconds to read it and answer, and then four more come up, and she really doesn't even want to fucking talk. All she wants is the fucking hearts and the diamonds. It's bad. And so, and oh, and then I think when you was talking to me about it, uh, Nye was here and Nye's, Nye's listening to him talk about it. And she said, really, it's probably just that's, a lot of bitches that's what I see trying to prostitute. And so and they get, they run up there. 
Yeah. They become popular and then the the dating site will promote that girl. If she gets a hundred champagne bottles and the champagne bottles cost fifty bucks, now she's gonna be at the top of the list. Oh, oh, yeah, because that's that's how I ended up breaking it down to him. I said I said, I, well, if you think about it virtually, <clears throat> I said females don't want to talk to a motherfucker that can't afford no diamonds, roses, whatever. So if you can't afford the couple dollars to click the button on the website, that's it. you don't get no action. Because you're willing if you're willing to spend money on something pointless and useless and doesn't benefit neither one of us, then you'll be willing to spend some money when I actually have a conversation with you, send you my well, profile link. I did not meet know. Up with Are you, you guys? They do it. You're sure on the fact that they don't receive any money, Corey? That it only goes to the dating app? I, so I've never been on Plenty of Fish, but okay, I've been Cupid. on Tinder. Okay, yeah, Tinder, maybe. And the and that was the way I understood it. Five years ago, seven, I, ten years ago, I think the women do I get the money. Shit. I think they get and a portion so, of it at least. I think I, I think I'm gonna have to do some research. Well, I don't think you need to do any research unless you're <laughs> giving a bitch that's singing or smoking weed fifty dollars, and she might shout you out. It's not even that important. I'm gonna part. I'm not going undercover like motherfucking uh your boy Gay at the dead Buddhist colony. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about I'm gonna ask some questions and find out what's what. I, I it's a waste of your time. Just go for the free shit. No, and go for the women that are really real because those girls that are doing that shit on the live sees, I never I and I've seen it and I've gone to it and it just be bullshit. It's just like we exactly what you described, but you're just looking for a chick in your area that just wants to hang out and go on a date. Correct. My talking about from a curiosity standpoint like i always want right. to increase my knowledge and gain information i didn't have yesterday okay so if if if, if that helps me understand while hundred why hundreds of thousands of people probably millions are do, are participating in this i can't wrap my head around it so to make sense of it i need to know the logistics are they being compensated do they get a percentage are they prostitutes? What are the guys out of it? Like, like that. That's gonna be my podcast. I'll have my own standalone podcast. Where I have like two champagne room girls, and I have like two <laughs> two Johns on there, and I ask them like, "Why are you doing this? What What do you get out of this, sir?" Like, because I can't I can't make heads or tails of it. So. You might, I'm I'm looking it up, and it looks like you might be right, Mike. They might get something out of it. But I don't think it's much because, by claim reward, this shit that I'm reading now says you need, like, 10,000 that, that diamonds sense. minimum so they to have pass to, out and or something like that. They, so, they put it so far. They make it so unattainable. Well, not necessarily, because I mean, I imagine if it if it was unattainable, people wouldn't be doing it. You know what I mean? They're following somebody's example, lead, hope, well, I don't progress, think that whatever we're, the case. We're, we're missing the big part is that there's simps, there's tricks that are on there 
that are given a lot of money just so that these girls can say, oh, my God, thank you so much. You gave me, you know, 100 roses. So, and, and I think that even if let's say that they're not right, getting the money right. or they are or they're not getting the money right away. They get to see that Popsicle 69 is the dude that's paying or sending all these hearts and balloons and champagne bottles. They can. So then, so then on on the sidebar is when she gets off the live, she goes and and they talk, they chat. Right, right. Because she sends him the link. That says if you want to fuck. Well, if you want to fuck, guess what? I, I don't even live in this country. Like Cecil said, they're like Russian. You gotta, you gotta send me. You gotta fly me to to America if you want to fuck me. Or, right, right. Okay, so I think I just looked at. I think I found an answer. Maybe it says twenty two hundred thousand diamonds is five hundred dollars. That's how much. That's how much they get back. Who knows how much motherfuckers are paying for the diamonds? But that's the cash out value. Yeah. Not only is it outrageous, what happens that's is fucking outrageous. He pays all this shit so she can get this money, and then he might get uh, a naked picture of her. Cause she doesn't. She she's right. gonna say that I live. Right. I live right in the city next to you. I'm right by Kansas, right? But she's not. She's in Guatemala. She's in El Salvador or some right. shit like that. Yeah. Slovakia, Kansas. <laughs> right. So there's a there's there's a feature on there you just reminded me, Mike, <laughs> of the live stream where they call it battle or war or something, and it's a split screen between you and someone that's watching the stream. And the the split screen, or it's like a small picture, like FaceTime. So they're 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 always saying, "Get in the box, get in the box, T Bone, get in the box." And I'm like, "What the hell? What is she? Y'all ain't gonna get this box?" <laughs> I don't know if it costs money to get in the box, but then when you're in the box, the clock starts, and now you have like two minutes. Maybe two minutes. Two minutes. I can't remember how much time it is. It's not ten minutes or five minutes. You've got this clock on you, and now this is supposed to be genuine, right? One-on-one time conversation. It's like getting a lap dance, I guess, digitally. I I'm assuming, or oh, so they you like you enough, and you box. make it rain. That's who gets invited to the box, right? Because I sure hell never got invited to the box, so right. Sure the hell didn't. <laughs> You didn't so, put no uh, roses out. Uh, <laughs> damn, I lost my train of thought. So, so, yeah. Box. Get in the box. And get in the box. So now no, like, I'm waiting. I'm minutes. like, okay, this dude done, he done blessed her with enough diamonds. Now he gets a chance to holler at her. And I'm waiting to see if he's going to shoot. Like, okay, let's see if he's got game. Uh, Yeah, I just got off work. <laughs> Like what? What are you doing? And she is like half-assed listening because she's still looking at the the names come up. Oh yeah, thanks T Bone, thanks for the diamonds. And this is while she's talking to the dude in the fucking box. Crazy, crazy, crazy world we live in. Right. Um, it's 
anything could be edited. And I think that's one of our, our secret weapons is that even the, the voyeur, these guys, they edit this down. Even the end was a little disappointing when the reporter did, from the New Yorker was like, oh, I got stooped. I, di I didn't know I got had like that. You knew. And the, the way you guys edit it is, is this, right. this whack-ass Netflix format. The content the cookie cutter. Well, <clears throat> and actually the, the, the wild part about it is what you experience in online Unc, isn't too different from real life in my experience like you you meet these people you know you shoot the shot you whatever um, you go out they on don't a date want, they don't they don't want to talk, to talk about everything's a yeah yeah that well i mean i won't i won't go as far to say they don't even yes. want to talk yeah. i would say they don't have the basic skills to talk you know what i mean they don't it's unfamiliar for a motherfucker to be interested or for them to be interested in something or to not regurgitate. So I find my problem half the time is like, I do watch TV and stuff like that, but I don't watch really any of the mainstream shit. So I don't watch reality TV. I barely watch sports. I don't keep up with the celebrities or the Kardashians. And then I meet this people and they, that's all they want to talk about. And I'm trying to talk about the fucking meaning of life and where atoms come from and what matter really looks like and some other shit. And, and I get that, like, not everybody's into that, but I can ask somebody a basic, a basic question, like, you know, are you happy? I don't know what that means. What, what do you mean? You don't know what it means? Okay. What do you want to do with your life? Oh, you know, I just want to pay some bills. Okay. Okay. You just want to pay bills. That's great. That's great. Do you admire anybody? Mm, you know, Nah, not really. And it's like, well, fuck, ask something back. You know, put put the ball. It's like you pass them the ball and they just let it fall to the ground and then go sit on the bench. Um, I, th this it's, is so... It's fucking depressing. They, they don't have the basic skills. When they do meet somebody and somebody wants to talk to them, they're like, what are you doing? You're kind of bugging me. Why are you asking me all these questions? Like, what, what the fuck did you think dating consisted of? <laughs> yeah. Why, why why are you here? Guess why they're there. Guess why they're there. They want you to still send balloons and hearts yeah. and, and, and fucking champagne bottles while you're in their presence. Right. Right. Well, or or so so let's let's be fair, right? So the other side is you have you meet ones that have conversation have interest would ask questions but they've fucking ran into so many balloon senders that aren't really interested that they don't even want to try anymore you know what i mean they're just they're out because they feel like they have to be and they haven't been out or something like that and fuck face from you know plenty of fish or whatever was such an asshole that they're not even trying anymore. They're just they're just there because it's a free date or because you seem amazing and they think you're gonna just make the whole Most shit amazing women for I the talk both of y'all. They don't shit. expect much. It's odd. And then they watch so many um crime shows, so many first forty eight hours, how to catch a, a serial Most women think that they're gonna get beheaded on the first date.
Well, they are, but because <laughs> motherfuckers is it crazy. Doesn't help if you sit around and watch fucking crime shows. <laughs> exactly. You're, you, the what what you're into, it becomes your your it's become self filling uh, prophecy. Exactly. So if you're if you're watching um if, if you're watching the Datelines where every white woman so, that goes on a cruise gets killed or thrown off a boat, you're probably your date life isn't great. And you're sure not right. gonna go on a cruise and you're sure not gonna take any damn chances. Right. Well, this is what we talked about that one time, Unc, where it's like, you know, people are watching TV realizing, not realizing that that's not real life. They think it's a representation of life rather than a interpretation of life. You know what I mean? Like they're watching this reality TV thinking that's what you're supposed to do. That's or 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 it's or teaching them their life isn't fun that's unless human some interaction dude is trying to shit. kill them and they're you know hurry I mean? up and getting out of this relationship and moving on. Right. Or the or the less dramatic, it's like the yeah. only communication that's ever yeah. done is the angry yelling, screaming, I fucking hate you kind. It's never just a hey baby, let's sit down, have a conversation. Let's let's work through this shit. It's like if you're not mad, they're not listening type shit. And I say they, you know, for our listeners, obviously not all women are like that. They're crazy. I'm sure there's plenty of great ones out they're, there. All the crazy I'm ones. I'm just talking about <laughs> the majority the majority. We know there's we know there's good women out there. Yeah. We just we just want you to come outside and speak to us. Right. Right, and we're also not blaming you. A lot of there's a lot of fucked up motherfuckers out there. So there's a reality dating show hiding. on CBS. We're just trying to tell you it's safe. It's it's like Temptation Island, but it's not Temptation Island. This this one uh this one because of COVID, they sent them to Costa Rica last season. This season they're on top of uh some casino in Vegas, and um it's all you know, twenty one to twenty six probably. They're all beautiful, different nationalities and stuff, races. So I'm watching it, and um, um, this is during yep. COVID. This is during Black Lives Matter. This is during George Floyd. This is like just it's it's live because a lot of programming got squashed because of COVID. So reality TV, just like Big Brother, they can do it in a bubble. They can get people COVID tests. So the studio will sign off on it. The, the actual... Uh, hour length dramas they won't sign off on. This is the first time in my life soap operas weren't on the air. All they were showing was uh, just reruns. So um, so I'm watching it because right. it's beautiful people and I'm also watching it because I'm, I'm going to see if CBS allows them to have a real conversation or say anything culturally aware or controversial. Whether it's it's great or horrible editing, but from right. my point of view, it looked like, like Corey said and Mike said, like they don't have anything to say, like they don't know how to interact, but the show makes you, it forces you to interact. So you've got no internet, you've got no phones, you've got no TV, and it puts it puts all these strangers in this uh, show, social experiment. Right. And um, even though they're flirting and even though they partner up and they hit off, they hit it off. They're basically hitting it off because they're looking at each other and someone's looking at them and they like how each other look. But when it comes to a conversation, Corey, 
No one said anything about COVID. No one said anything about Black Lives Matter. No one said anything about voting earlier, the election, or anything that's actually happening right. in the world. And I know the producers, the producers don't want it to become a PSA. Right. But um, because uh, TV like that is supposed to right. be like snakes on a plane. It's just escapism. It's something that takes you away from your worries for the moment. But right. just because they want that, you're right. on the reality right. show. It's your choice whether or not you're going to give it to them or not. It's, it's crazy you just said that because <clears throat> I went in. Oh, man. So I'm talking to this girl, and she's cool. She's a little Mexican chick, and, and she's into everything we're talking about, social justice, being socially aware. All, the, all this kind of stuff. You know, voting, she's big on it. Uh, all this shit. So we're having a conversation and I guess I really didn't understand, but she said, I say, why do you watch this shit? I don't remember what it was. And she said, I watch it so I don't have to think. <laughs> I said, I don't, I don't understand. I was like, because even when I watch it, I'm thinking about the relationship between the show and real life for the characters and how it mimics maybe some people I know or something like that and she said yeah she said I often just watch TV so I can just be brain dead for a little bit and I found it fascinating for Wait, that I'm, to I'm ever be you. a goal I'm not sleep life. I'm 100 like keep going that shit pisses me off go ahead <laughs> like I just I just didn't understand like there's never been a time in life where I just wanted to not think about something. And so to hear that statement, it, it blew, it really blew my mind. And in a way it also enlightened me to why so many other people might watch shows like that. Cause that's how it seems like they, you people watch shows or something like that. And they come back out of it with, with no value because don't get me wrong. Reality TV can still be valuable. It may not be real, but it gives you a second to be exposed to how outrageous some people might be or the kind of things. So like if I've ever watched a reality TV show, I've watched that it, I've watched it, realized that's none of the shit I worry about. And then I start analyzing the shit that I actually worry about. So it's valuable in that way, you know? But it's never no shit where I'm like, I'm gonna just give my time to something and get zero value. It, it's I, 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 and I just I kind of looked at her and I laughed and I think she was really offended I, and personally I, I felt women she when they turn on TV. like I wasn't trying to make you feel okay about that statement. I, I uh, this my 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 Lyft driver chick yeah. that I was messing with, but now just don't. Um, now just don't. I, I don't mess with her like that. You know, we're so just you're, you're using Uber now. No, nah, I still use her services. I just. Ah! Don't, I only use serving her. that ass. I don't. I only, <laughs> I only get the the lift. I don't get the the ass. So <laughs> there you go. So, you only get the Uber. Hey, to any female lift. lift drivers out there, you guys are doing a great job. <laughs> Good. Um. So we when I go over her house all the time, she's watching stupid ass TV like that, Corey. And 
that's really one of the reasons right. why I left her alone because she continues to watch TV and her and her homegirl was watching it one time I came over and she tells her homegirl, she says, oh, he doesn't like these kind of shows. And they both look at me like something's wrong with me. Like, what? So, exactly. So I'm like, yeah. I said, right. what like do you he get just, out Like of he it? just spit on the Bible or something. And the chick, her name is Tisha, and her friend's name is Michelle. I, that might be too much information. That ain't their real names. <laughs> that ain't. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. That's, that's not their real names. The, the names names on this podcast um, have been changed to protect. She's like, oh, Michelle watches this stuff because you want to you want to watch somebody's life who's worse than yours. And I said, what? She's like, yeah, you. That that makes me feel better to know that there's somebody else that has a right. worse, their life is not as good as mine. Which which right from a philosophical standpoint makes perfect sense. But how many fucked up lives do you know for me? How often Corey is the opposite. I watched the Cosby show because I didn't have a dad and my dad wasn't a doctor and my mom wasn't an attorney. So my escape was a, a life that was better. I watched different strokes because Mr. Right. Drummond adopted two black kids from Harlem out the projects and let them live in the, you know, high rise. That's that's where I'm going. That hey, now people enjoy watching like ratchet anymore. TV. Their music's ratchet. Everything's ratchet. It's horrible. Even, even, it's Funny. not ratchet, but I mean, comedy is trash these days. Like, I grew up probably watching it too young, but you know, fucking, what is Bad Boys of Comedy, Kings of Comedy, Comic View. And it's like, I get, I get sad, honestly, because I'm like, that, that the era show of comedy that, uh, will probably never. The girl was back. watching, was that the one I was talking about? Or was this the one I'm. The I don't know I don't remember which okay, one it was. So it, but she it said was like she I said like she wants like to escape for a while or turn her brain off. So it, um because now your generation, every like, generation under you, you guys are so plugged in. You're you're always on your devices. You're you're never you're never without an arm's length from being able to do anything technologically. She she's trying to decompress. She's trying to yeah. turn her brain off because she has too much stimuli in the rest of her day, and she and she feels strongly and passionate about um, culturally aware, culturally aware subjects. So she's being bombarded all the time. Other so things. she she right. she's correct in wanting to do that, but how how she chooses to do it. It could be more productive. She could meditate. She could go for a walk. She could do some yoga. She could read a book. She knows how to play chess. It's just who the you. We as humans only have few hours. Right. Have so few hours in our day to do what she was trying to do with that reality show. It's just how we uh, how we manifest those hours. Right. Mhm. And I mean, don't get me wrong. You know, is it really that valuable for me to sit and, you know, smoke three blunts black to back and, and get high out of my fucking mind? 
like maybe not, but I'm also having high thoughts <laughs> at that time, which if you don't is say a great so service yourself. to myself in the community. <laughs> but but I so so to be fair, like to be one hundred real, I agree with you one hundred percent, and I even understood her. I even understood her in the moment. In in theory, what I didn't understand is like yeah. turning your brain all the way. Like, I guess it was the way she said it that really kind of threw me for a loop because it really seemed like she's like, I just want to have a thoughtless moment. And it was something that like regular needed, regularly needed to be happy. It needed broke to happen, up, Mike. you know, for balance it's or whatever. It's not a moment. That's how they I feel wanna, because they want to like, not think about anything. You're about for to about sit here and watch three or four of these episodes. If if it was just a moment, that would be like you said, "Hey, man, even yeah, when which if is I like, get high, if I smoke, I'm chilling. I'm taking my my brain to a different dimension." They're not doing that. They literally. <laughs> He's getting mm-hmm. high right now. Who is? <laughs> Who's getting? But no, it's even, it's even, so let's flip the script, right? I, I have this kind of concern with men as well, like even the homies. So, so mind you, like I said, I'm not, I don't watch a whole lot of sports. Like I'll watch the Broncos when they're on, I'll watch the Nuggets when they're on, but I don't follow the players. I don't know the stats or anything like this. And, but I have (laughs) homies that sound like fucking commentators, like they do it for a living. Yeah. Because they know every player, every stat since 1962, which is also which is also fine. Because I'm not attacking you. Um, I'm, I know you a big I'm sports guy. And I'm, you probably I'm a big one of these onion. people, but these people also that I'm. But that's what I'm saying. These motherfuckers are lemons. There's no layers. They know sports. That's all they know. And in the meantime, they're making 11:25 with with no efforts to improve said life surrounding <laughs> but you could tell me how many free throws lebron missed uh, i just games told ago. cecil that saturday like, i was running what the fuck are we doing and I, the exact thing i said i said uh what's the score and he's like on what game <laughs> and i was like the game that you're watching and i could tell he was like right i'm watching a few games <laughs> And my, it's right. totally like I got my what you're saying, here. Corey. Is this not here. any shade against picture, the people that watch here. sports or enjoy sports? I don't see how motherfuckers is like exactly what you said because LeBron and the Lakers just won the the NBA ch- championship. What's your fucking stats? What are my stats today? Did I hit a right. free throw? Did I get a first down today? Because if I didn't, I'm not gonna be cheering on nobody this fucking week. I'm gonna be cheering on my fucking self next week. You can do it, Mike. You can, or, or guess what? Right. Maybe I can't right. because I don't fucking know the plays. <laughs> we don't even have a playbook. We don't even have routes. We're not even on a fucking team. Right. And so that's very irritating. Right. I think that's kind of, we've gotten to, a, a, we are kicking the tires still on this podcast, but that's that's what bothers me about human beings. It doesn't matter what you, I like music. 
Yeah. And I may follow Rick Ross or Kendrick Lamar or Ice Cube or whoever it is. And I may know all of their albums and the CDs and producers and shit, but what the, yeah. how does that impact my life? Right, right. Like, motherfuckers, like, I, I just put that. up that I daily do better where I was like, do motherfuckers feel empowered in their own life? And it's like, it's almost what I'm talking about. Like, motherfuckers is, so like you were saying, like, what are your stats? Do you even know you're on the team? Are you even on the team? It's like a lot of people are sitting on the bleachers yeah. of their own. They're sitting game. on the bleachers of their you life. You know what I mean? Like, they don't even know they're yes, a player. They're, they're just watching the shit. They're, they're, um, what do you call it? Yeah, yeah. You're 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 not even in the game. We're not even in the game. Yes, yes, yes. Like and they have talent. They're in the and they, they can do things. And they are not knowing they're, they're the quarterback. And they have the ability to be an attorney or a writer yeah. or whatever. But you got your nose so fucking far up John Elway's ass that you don't even fucking go out in the garage and, and do some woodworking mm-hmm. shit. But you know, so coming back to the TV part, I think part of that is especially these days with special effects, with super editing, with perfect lighting, with magical makeup, with tailor suits, whatever, whatever, life appears to be so grand. And for the average person they're so far away from grand you know they're so far away from from what life is portrayed as that i think a lot of people just go you know it's like i'm not worth that or i can never be that and when it's literally right. you know that's that's joe schmo he just got a good camera so and I, a I good makeup talks to quite a people about a lot of social right. media and stuff like right. that but um I'm seeing a lot of, especially women, they won't even come out the house unless they got $200 worth of Mac makeup on and, you know, a $1,000 weave. So, so I'm definitely that person. What should I, uh, what should I wear or something like that or something like that or, you know, and I'm like, you know what, I would love it for you to get fresh out the shower, put on some sweats and a t-shirt, and let's go to dinner. What? <laughs> what? I could never. I could never. I'm like, I'm like, why not? We already got dressed up, did something fancy. Like, why can't you just kick it? Be cool in your own skin. Like, I always tell females, I'm like, I can't see you through all the makeup. Yes. Like, it's you blocking me out. I can't stand it. I cannot. What's the thing? Once you see it without the makeup, you're like, who the yeah. fuck are you? Or, or you're so angry because it's better than the makeup. Right. I'm like, why are you covering this up? Exactly. You got me looking at a fucking clown. Absolutely. You don't need it. Fucking fantastic and they're, underneath. they're thinking that you're, you're trying to trick them or something. No, you don't need it. I couldn't be. I couldn't be more yes. serious. Like I'm talking to you from my soul. Yeah, that's why I yeah. stopped wearing makeup. Yeah. Good. You look like a clown. <laughs> Don't be a hater. <laughs> All right. All right.
very all right we've gone for quite a long time it's been almost two hours what what kind of food did you get almost almost uh philly cheesesteak with all the dressing got some mushrooms peppers where's it from and shit Chester's Philly Cheese Steak. You delivered it or you did uh, Grubhub or something? Nah, uh, listen, went and grabbed Jules. It. She's my nigga. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fuck with Jules. <laughs> she, she dope. My uncle said, Tell, fuck tell her she's my nigga. <laughs> did you hear that? Tell hold on, hold on. Tell him again. I didn't hear you. Sorry. Represent. <laughs> I said, "Yeah, yay!" I represent. That shit just made my night. <laughs> and that, and we'll, right. we'll close and, out and you episode. Can, one you can on send it note. to us, Corey, and we can listen to it and we can doctor it up. Yeah, yeah. I'll do that. I think it has to like process and upload right. whatever first, but as soon as it comes through, I'll send it over. Yeah, like that. All right. Love y'all. This was good shit.